When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hello and welcome to the November edition of the Paediatric Research Podcast. I'm Charlotte Stoddart and this month I'm joined by Roman Shapilo from Baylor College of Medicine in Texas. Roman and colleagues have built a 7-kilogram baby out of PVC, nylon and polyethylene. Their plastic baby, or phantom as it's known, is a calibration tool. It's designed to mimic the size and composition of a 5- to 6-month-old infant. Roman hopes that it will be used to standardise infant scans in DEXA machines. DEXA, Dual Energy X-ray Absorbitometry, measures things like bone density... It's commonly used to diagnose and monitor osteoporosis in adults. But in paediatrics, DEXA is still in its early days. It could be used to monitor early bone health and childhood fractures. But first, the reliability and quality of infant scan results needs to be evaluated. And that's where the baby phantom comes in. But first, let's hear a bit more about the machine from Roman. Uh, it's a machine they use as an x-ray. It's actually a sort of a bed that you lie on with a scanning arm above. And it will do a scan of, can do the whole body or a close-up of, uh, let's say, a lumbar spine. It will tell you uh, bone density and bone mineral content when it's looking at bones. And that's where the study of osteoporosis comes in. But it will also give us... Uh, lean and fat, so it divides the body into three compartments, lean, fat, and bone, because we can scan the whole body uh, and get those values out of that measurement. Is this a tool that's mostly used for research, or is it also used for um, diagnosis uh, within paediatrics? Well, when it comes to adults now, just a quick aside, it's definitely will be used clinically for diagnosis. But uh, on our end, it's really mostly still research. So we have done some normal infants just because we want to establish baselines for what is normal and what is normal during growth. And then we can also study infants that have certain problems, uh, Failure to thrive, for example, where they're just not growing properly. Uh, premature infants, to see how they're doing when they're still in the neo-ICU. Uh, things like that. What you've done is designed and tested a phantom for these machines. 
What is a phantom and why do you need one? Well, we always want to measure how effective or how um, precise our instrument is. We want to know if we can be confident in the answers that it's giving us. So you have calibration standards. That's what phantoms really are. And we have phantoms for certain types of the scans that we do on the DEXA, uh, like that spine scan that I mentioned. But uh, we don't have one for the infant scans. And because that's a specific type of scan mode with its own, its own resolution, you know, it moves at a different scan speed, it scans a different uh, length on the bed, we felt we needed a standard or a phantom specifically designed for that scan mode so we can, can be confident that our instrument is giving us the right answer. Now, looking at your paper, you've described some past attempts at making um, phantom infants, and they sound rather crude to me. There's one that's a sort of fluid-filled plastic bag. Another one is a liquid-filled plastic bottle. What are the features, then, of a really good phantom? What, what um, aspects in particular were you trying to improve upon? Well, for one thing, we wanted it to be a solid material, not a liquid, because we wanted to ship this phantom to different sites, and you can't very well do that with liquids. So it has to be durable, it has to be solid. We also want it to be somewhat realistic, have the right weight of lean tissue, sort of the right amount of bone mineral in a typical average-sized human infant. How did you go about building your phantom? Was this a sort of um, sticky tape and um, using whatever you could find at the back of your lab kind of job? Or was it, was it very carefully planned? This was actually very carefully planned. We looked at a lot of different materials and plastics and did a lot of sort of literature searching on what are substitutes for different kinds of tissues. And then we purchased just samples of different kinds of plastics and metals and, and even some powders and such and tested them to see, well, which material really was responding the best. And then there was a whole... Uh, effort to come up with the typical infant size, which meant looking at standard references for growth, for head circumferences, for lengths and weights, so that the infant itself would be a realistic size. So it was quite an effort before we actually built the infant. So you used um, PVC for the bone, a nylon mix for lean tissue, and um, polyethylene for the fat. Were these good proxies of those things? Yes, they were actually pretty good. The best one turned out to be that nylon mix. It came pretty close to what we expected to see. Uh, the polyethylene was the farthest from uh, matching what we expected to see. But uh, what we actually talk about in, this, in the discussion of uh, the paper is that none of that was particularly surprising. The fat compartment, it's the hardest compartment to measure. It has the highest error. And so we actually found that that seems to be true because the polyethylene also was the one that, that missed the mark. And yet it was, on paper anyway, almost a perfect match for, for fat. Did you test your Phantom in uh, more than one machine, more than one DEXA? Yes, we did. The Phantom actually was shipped uh, around the country and measured at several different sites, and I think it uh, ended up being about 10 different machines that it was measured on. And so we could compare all that data. And what did you learn from that? 
Uh, well, some interesting things. The reproducibility on one machine was actually quite good, which is a good sign for investigators that if you are measuring a child and monitoring that child over time, that probably that scanner will be fairly dependable. But the, the disappointing finding was the fact that the different instruments did not always agree. So they're scanning the same exact phantom, the same item, but the results were significantly different between the machines for the bone, the lean, and the fat. Some of the machines agreed fairly well, but others did not. So overall, there was not a common agreement. Can we trust the results that we're getting from these machines in that case? I mean, that sounds a bit worrying to me if the machines were getting different results. Well, I think the point to remember is that on a single machine, the results seem to be consistent. So even if they are not exactly accurate, uh, if you're tracking someone over time, the machine probably will be dependable and you can trust it. But if we start to compare data from other instruments or if we pool data, which we often do because we're collaborating with other centers, then we're going to have to do some sort of cross-calibration or correction. Otherwise, we just simply can't combine those results. Is that then how you hope people will use your phantom in the future? Yes, that's exactly it, because this is done for some of the other scan modes, uh, for example, for measuring uh, spine scans or adult whole body scans. And we would like that to happen now for infant scans as well, so that uh, this phantom or something similar could be manufactured and used as a, as a calibration tool. But what I should add is what we do still have to do is uh, build other phantom sizes, because one size infant phantom really isn't enough to do a true cross-calibration you would need probably a smaller and a larger phantom as well. Looking to the future, what kind of development would you really like to see in this area? And, and how do you hope that researchers and clinicians are using DEXA in the future? Well, I think that really what I would love to see is some sort of common standardization for the DEXAs, because right now there are some differences between uh, manufacturers and even models within a given manufacturer. Uh, I can equate this to uh, CT scanning machines, which are much more sophisticated, which are very tightly calibrated to a common standard. If we could accomplish that for DEXA, then I think we'd be much better off because we could develop normative references that everyone would be able to utilize to monitor growth in children or even conditions in, in adults. And, but that will take a lot of doing because the manufacturers and such would really have to come into common agreement and decide on some sort of standardization for this technology. That was Roman Shapilo from Baylor College of Medicine in Texas. You can read his paper online at nature.com forward slash PR. That's it for now. Join me for more from Paediatric Research in the new year. I'm Charlotte Stoddart. Thanks for listening. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. 
That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Saving money on exterior wall lights. Now at Menards. Find your style with Patriot Lighting. Exterior lights enhance the look of your home. Choose from over 50 options from Patriot Lighting. Now through May 19th, get $10 instant savings on a single qualifying purchase of $100 or more on in-stock outdoor wall lights. Check out our entire selection of outdoor lights and see the rest of our deals happening now on Menards.com. Save big. 